Hello and welcome back to the Mainline Minute presented by Homefield Apparel. As always, I'm your host, Tommy Godin. And today we have a very special guest who I will introduce here in just a second. But we're going to go over uh, Villanova's win over UCLA, which feels like it was three weeks ago at this point because it almost was. Big week off for the Wildcats. And then we will be getting into a preview of Wednesday's matchup with the Creighton Blue Jays. But before we do that, I have a very special guest to introduce, the first guest in Mainline Minute uh, history. Uh, he is House Enterprise's own uh, co-host of the Dinga and DeRosa podcast, my good friend Chris the Dinga. Chris, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be here, Tommy. Uh, first guest, hoping to be uh, the best guest here. Good, A lot of stuff to talk about. I'm excited to, to preview the, the Creighton-Villanova game. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no one else I'd rather have on as the first guest, especially with this Creighton preview coming up. I mean, I talk about it all the time. The guys on the road to the Garden, uh, the whole production, you, DeRosa, the Cassidy brothers, Matt St. Jean. I mean, you guys know more about mid-majors than I know about the Big East, and I feel like I got a pretty good grasp on <laughs> on the conference. So um, The keys to not have any hobbies, Tommy. This is all we do. <laughs> I love that. College basketball, and, and that's it. That's the hobbies, but... Um, taking a look back here, we'll just get right into it with the UCLA recap. Uh, Villanova had a pretty, pretty solid win. UCLA sputtering as of late, but I think when it's all said and done, it will be a nice little touch on their <laughs> very wild resume that the Wildcats have put together this thus far. Tyler Burton, 18 points and 10 rebounds. Hakeem Hart, uh, continued to look, uh, outstanding for the Wildcats and, Brennan Hawson, a big shot taker, a big shot maker. He's got in the gym range. Chris, as someone, I feel like the people who listen to this podcast and myself are are very close to this program. They they know the highs and the lows from kind of the inside. What does it look like from a national perspective when when just a purveyor of college basketball like yourself turns on the Villanova game? Yeah, shoot, you know, I've I've watched probably the majority of Villanova games now. Um, they shot 32% from the floor in this game and beat a pretty decent UCLA team. I don't know if it's a NCAA tournament team or not, but if you shoot 32% from the floor and beat a solid power six school uh, with a brand like UCLA, I mean, that's that's uber impressive. Um, down low, they did enough to limit the Daimara and the Dembona down low. So it really, it starts with defense to me. I'm starting to view Villanova as a defensive-centric team um, with with some offensive pop, and they can shoot it if they get hot. But um, really, it's it, I think this team is more rounded, well-rounded than uh, potentially Villanova teams in the past. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that I really wasn't expecting uh, coming into this year. I mean, four transfers is unheard of on the main line. Uh, bringing in guys like TJ Bomba, like Hakeem Hart, Lance Ware, and of course, Tyler Burton, who was the MVP of that game for the Wildcats uh, in a game where they didn't have a Justin Moore. Uh, they were still able to take down uh, UCLA at home. And this is always going to be a defensive first team for this uh, for these Villanova Wildcats. I mean, Kyle Neptune preaches it all the time. Uh, the emphasis is always going to be on defense and rebounding. And the offense is just... It's gonna to have to figure itself out, and and there's nights like the, like the Kansas State game and like the Maryland game. There's nights where Villanova will go 10, 15 minutes without without a field goal, and um, and that's that's a bit concerning. But 
from what you've seen um, with all of these transfers coming in and, and the new guys, is there anyone that's uh, really surprised you uh, for Villanova performing above their uh, standard so far? Well, I like Tyler Burton a lot. I like his game. Um, I didn't know how much of a feature he would be in the offense, uh, but he's kind of, I mean, you know, he, he had the most field goal attempts in, in the game against UCLA. Of course, Justin Moore wasn't there and they really keyed in on Dixon putting Bona on him, but uh, Tyler Burton being as effective as he is on the offensive side of things, he gets the free throw line, uh, what, 14 shots from the line for him, 18 points. Him being as featured, I guess, would be the the biggest surprise to me. Uh, Hakeem Hart is also really fun. I, I have really enjoyed it. He's a, he's a guy I hadn't watched too much before he came to Villanova, just because of my despise of the Big Ten, but um, he, he's been a good addition. Yeah, for sure. I think those guys are fitting in seamlessly um, with some of the older guys like Mark Armstrong, which is crazy to say because I feel like he's still a freshman. Um, Jordan Longino and Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, all those guys. So a lot of positives to take away from this one. Um, I don't really have anything else to touch on. I mean, this was just a game that, and you know, in the first half, it it looked like a classic Villanova game where it was, it was at least this season, where it was close in the beginning and and uh, down at halftime, and and they pulled away. So overall, um, lots to take away from this one. Solid performance, and they will need a solid performance if they go into Omaha, Nebraska, and they have any aspirations of taking down the Creighton Blue Jays, Ken Palm's number 10 team. This is going to be a fun preview. Let's just go ahead and get right into this one. And, of course, it has to be on the Doug McDermott jersey retirement night. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my God. A brief uh, sidebar. I was one of my first Villanova games ever. I didn't get go to a lot of games as a kid, but one of my first games ever was that night in the Wells Fargo center when he and Ethan Rogge absolutely lit up the floor. And I didn't want to go to a whole lot more games after that. That was, that was brutal. I'm still scarred from that one. And this is a team that I don't know if, Doug McDermott and Ethan Rogge are walking through the door, but Baylor Shireman and Stephen Ashworth are, and that's just as scary. Um, I feel like the St. Joe's game is kind of a good precursor for kind of styles of play that these two teams have. You are obviously way more connected um, with Creighton than I am. What does this Creighton team look like uh, this year? What should Villanova expect? Yeah, you know, Baylor Shireman has been fantastic for the Jays so far. A lot of people in the offseason around the program said that he was the most improved player from last year to this year prior to the season. And really looking at the numbers, it's hard to disagree. He's averaging 18 a game, um, shooting it at a really high clip on larger volume. But it, it starts and ends with Trey Alexander. Uh, in their losses, Trey Alexander is 3 of 29 from the floor in the two losses against Colorado State and UNLV. Um, overall in the year, he's shooting 41%. So I'll let you do the math on what he looks like in their wins. So really that's what it comes down to is if they can lock up Alexander, that forces some guys to get uncomfortable in their roles. It makes Steven Ashworth try to do things he's not meant to do maybe on the team. Um, but if Trey's rolling, that tends to be when the offense kind of gets going. Yeah, for sure. And good luckily for the great Blue Jays, Villanova is not in the Mountain West Conference. So yes, um, yes. they shouldn't have any problem with that it's I feel like with this Creighton team last year we saw towards the end of the year I mean at Madison Square Garden um, 
they played Villanova and, and to advance to the semifinals and they beat them. I feel like the game got over close to 11 p.m. Eastern time. They had a quick turnaround play in the early game and depth was an issue a little bit for Creighton uh, yeah. last year. Are we looking at that the same this year? You know, Tommy, that's a very good point. I think last year's depth was kind of riddled them down the stretch and maybe in that San Diego State game as well. But off the bench this year, Creighton's a little bit stronger. Francisco Farabello and Fred King are still there, a center and a guard um, that provide valuable minutes. minutes. Um, Certainly no one off the bench that are good enough to really start in front of any of the other guys, but quality enough pieces that it it's not just you know, terrible. Whenever Ryan Kalkbrenner is on the bench, they aren't, you know, a liability out there. Um, so not as much as of an issue. The issue kind of becomes when they're a little bit more reliant on the three point shot this year than last year. Uh, you replace Ryan Nemhard, your biggest creator, your, your, you know, navigator of the floor and replace him with a spot up shooter and Steven Ashworth. Um, yeah, they're just a lot more reliant on making shots, which is, you know, a little bit frustrating sometimes as a fan. Yeah, for sure. I can certainly, <laughs> I can certainly uh, yep. relate to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Creighton is top 25 in three point percentage in the country. Uh, number two in effective field goal percentage. It's a well-balanced team. It's a top 11 offense. They come in at number 11 and uh, 27th in defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. So I mean, to be a, a top 10, 15 team in the country, you have to be well-rounded. Um, and they certainly are at this point. Now, they have some big wins kind of looking over their uh, schedule. They had a bi- uh, big win recently on Saturday over Alabama. And, uh, Mark Sears shot rimming out at the end. That was <laughs> That was quite the ride for all Big East fans, but... Um, I think that's good for, for Villanova because I would not want to face a Creighton team coming in off two losses at home to open up Big East play on Doug McDermott, Jersey retirement night. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but one yeah, thing I, mean, I will they're... say, sorry, Tommy, um, yeah. a, a big thing I think in this game is Creighton leads the league, leads the country in free throw rate on uh, defensively. They're not going to let Villanova just get to the free throw line. And that seems to be, the spot where Villanova's had some success, especially last game against UCLA. They got to the line a bunch. That won't happen quite as much. And, and so we'll see how that kind of plays out. It's a, a battle of styles in, in that area. That's a great point. Yeah, Villanova's always uh, around the top in field or free throw percentage. Um, number three currently. And like you said, Creighton isn't a team that sends a lot of, a lot of uh, other teams to the line. So I'm looking up. They're, they're Ken Palm's like a Christmas tree. There's so much green and then two <laughs> glaring reds at, on turnover percentage defensively and steal percentage defensively, which I guess go hand in hand, but there's a lot of green on this Christmas yes. tree. Um, what is, if you were an opposing coach, how would you stop this Creighton team? Man, you know, uh, I would, I, you got to put your best defender on, on Trey Alexander and kind of force Steven, right now you got to force Steven Ashworth and Mason Miller, a couple of their other starters to beat you. Um, Ryan Kalkbrenner is a fantastic player. I won't ever say anything bad about him, but down low this year, he has been maybe not quite as assertive on, on offense. Uh, he's still just as good defensively as he always has been, but you, know, you could, if you force him into one-on-one spots down low back against the basket, he's not, you know, incredibly effective. So 
um, that that is another area that Villanova could certainly exploit. You just can't let Baylor or Trey Alexander get hot. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be that'll be Jordan Longino's uh, assignment. I mean, I'm probably the biggest non Creighton Trey Alexander fan uh, that's out there. <laughs> I I absolutely love his game. Um, he's going to be a handful for a lot of teams, but especially this Villanova team and Eric Dixon on on these guys who are usually solid uh, inside the Armando Baycotts and the Ryan Kalkbrenners of the world. Um, there's going to be a mismatch on both sides there. It's going to be it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Ken Palm has it as a win for Creighton, sixty seven seventy three. If I give you a line of six and a half right now for Creighton, are you taking that? Yeah, I think I have to because it's Jersey retirement day for McDermott and the crowd, it'll be sold out. Um, It's just such a huge spot. I love the spot for Creighton. If this was on a neutral, I think it plays really, really close. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, In these two losses, I mean, this is not the same question, but kind of the same question. I mean, in these two losses, what, what was it that you know, UNLV and, and Colorado State did to make Creighton uncomfortable, or was it just a result of poor shooting nights? Um, you know, if you look at the, the shot quality metrics, uh, they would tell you, hey, Creighton just shot the ball poorly. And I think there's probably some truth to that, but also I think both of those teams did a, a good job of pressuring the ball on Ashworth and Alexander, making them uncomfortable getting into sets. And then Creighton was just kind of uh, you know, running wild out there offensively. Um, if you can get some ball pressure on them and, and make it tough for them to really start getting into things, I think that kind of ends up wearing them down. Um, they have four guards to play three spots. Getting back to your depth question. So while Farabello is a good piece, there's not really much behind that one bench player in the in the backcourt. So, um, and that, well, and that's another issue, right, is, is foul trouble as well. If, if, if you get somebody into foul trouble, then Craig could be in, in some damage. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, But no, this is going to be a great game. I I think I do have to side with you. This game was going to be tough. It's always tough in Omaha uh, going in there and coming out with a win. But with no Justin Moore, it's really going to be an uphill battle for these Wildcats. I think I would be on uh, the same side of the the Creighton minus six and a half. But every time I make a prediction on this show, I'm wrong. So (laughs) I hope that trend continues. do you have any other uh, comments before before we wrap up, or or are you all set? I think that's really it for me. One quick shout out to Isaac Trout, who is a, a bench another bench guy for Creighton. He backs up Mason Miller at the four. Uh, one of the highest effective field goal shooters in the country. Um, you can't let him get loose. It's hard. It's an easy guy to forget about because he's just the backup four that shoots three or four shots a game. But uh, the Villanova defenders need to not let him have free opportunities from the three-point line. Yeah, absolutely. I like his game as well, um, Isaac Trout. He and um, – where did he come – he's a transfer. Was it Tennessee? He went to Virginia, but he didn't play. He just redshirted. Yeah, it was another orange school. Virginia sounds about right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 6'10", 235 freshman. Um, I think he's going to be very good at Creighton for a, a, a pretty long time. Yeah. Um, and the rematch is going to be fun. It's going to be an interesting one. Aren't you glad the Big East is back? Like the most wonderful time of the year, like that song was written about Big East basketball. It's a little known fact. 
<laughs> man it does feel great i'm kind of over the non-conference stuff give me the rivalries give me all of those matchups that we dream about uh in the summer absolutely and you can find all of Chris's work, well, most of Chris's work at Road to the Garden. He does a great job covering the Big East, uh, all the teams, but especially the Creighton Blue Jays. Chris, I can't thank you enough uh, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom.